Hey, Dale. How y'all doing? Oh, what's up, Coach Ralph? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Oh my gosh. Feel like on the mic. New territory. How y'all doing? It's Wednesday noon. Welcome to Real Talk with LMJ. Brand new show, brand new podcast. You can find the podcast on anchor.fm, just being LMJ. Today we're talking about dating and blended families and what it looks like to date and be a part of a blended family. So uh, we welcome any comments, questions that you have about this subject. Go, <laughs> go and take the video and share the video live right now. Um, this is also available on anchor.fm, which is also on Google Play, on Spotify. Uh, we real live right now on at Lakeisha M. Johnson, Inc. or LMJ Ministries. So that, it, it's just cool. I'm super excited about today's topic. Um, this isn't coffee conversations with Lakeisha. This is real talk and the people's opinion matters. So I'm real, real excited about today's topic. And today's topic is dating and blended families and what that looks like for individuals. I do have new toys. Damn, I do have new toys. Uh, and what that looks like for individuals and the success of blending families, which sometimes can be a little bit complicated. So we're going to start with some facts some straight facts of what like divorce statistics look like here in the u.s what remarriage looks like hey jamika yeah come on podcast uh right now nine out of ten americans get married at some point so i'm sure some of you have been married about 60 right now our divorce rate is about 50 percent. we got about a 50 percent divorce rate and so if we got about a 50% divorce rate, then what we're seeing or what the trends are showing is that people who get divorced are still getting remarried. They're not just getting a divorce and stay, staying single. Um, about 70% of the people that get divorced will wind up getting married again. And so what we see right now, right? What we see right now is this trend changing. So how do we successfully navigate through dating after being divorced, how do we make this blended family thing successful? Um, I um, I come from a blended family type situation. I've been a blended family before and we made successful blended families. So how do we, how do we successfully um, blend these families? There's a poll for you. Make sure you take the questions on the polls and let's just talk about today. Um, Cohabitating couples, um, take another chance on a relationship. And about 29% of marriages here in the United States, individuals are likely to get married. So what does that look like when individuals are getting remarried? How do we blend the families together? How soon should you introduce the person to the kid, your kids? It's just so many different factors that's associated with this circumstance or the situation. Oh, that's too funny. I got some messages coming in about this. How how, how often do we do it? For me, um, our situation was so unique and so different 
So introducing Jermaine to my kids, he already had an established relationship with my kids because we had been friends so long. So then when we made a transition into something else, it wasn't necessarily as hard for us, right? It wasn't necessarily as hard for us to make this transition, but to tell the kids we were gonna be a family was a real interesting circumstance or a situation. And so we really had to take our time, uh, look at this, present this situation. We had outside people who were involved, be able to have conversations with them and be able to say to them as well, look, uh, <laughs> I look, look, um, I've got somebody I'm falling in love with or that I want to be with. Um, and how do we do this? Women are more likely to get into a second marriage somewhere between 25 and 34 more than men are. And then um, we're seeing this inclination of more men being married more soon and staying married a little bit longer. And so how to make this a successful transition into blended families. So I have a question coming in and the question that was asked to me was, how soon do you introduce your kids? How soon do you introduce your kids to someone? For me, it's when you find yourself getting serious, then you should introduce your kids to someone. If you're finding yourself getting serious, I don't think you should wait just to the point where, okay, we're gonna get married. I think without a doubt that your kids need to already start getting introduced to someone if you know you're dating consistently. Now, how you handle that is differently. You don't have to introduce them and really talk about your dating. You can introduce them and say to them, uh, maybe, I, maybe I have a friend, here's a friend, we're cool, and let them meet. One of my good guy friends actually told me, um, and his advice to me was, because his mom had been married multiple times, do not, and I repeat, do not wait until late to introduce them to somebody. He said, because what my mother was doing was she was introducing them into late, uh, introducing people me to people to late. And then the next thing I know that this person was my stepfather and there was no chance for us to adjust. When we look up information on blended families, Kids are harder to just in this circumstance or situation. So you got to give yourself time. And just because you've fallen in love with the individual doesn't mean necessarily that you'll fall in love immediately with the kids. So I hope that answers your question. You introduce them to you when you know it's getting serious enough. And you may not introduce this, this my boo thing, this the person I'm dating, but you may need, you may need to be for sure introducing them and letting them um, get familiar with this person so that you can even see if they can mesh. May not be there at the house, maybe that you choose some neutral space or neutral ground to do these introductions. But you definitely, for sure, need to make some introductions at some time. As a matter of fact, um, my, I, always, I call her my baby mama. My baby, my baby mama just came on the line and we had to have some conversations about the fact that we were gonna get married um, because my husband had a son and I needed her to be comfortable. And even though she and I had known each other for years, I was getting ready to come into a different role. I was getting ready to co-parent with her and we didn't step parent anything in the house. We always said we were co-parenting. And so we made a decision to co-parent together. And I think for me too, your perspective of how you look and what you've been taught 
about a blended family. Blended families can be really, really successful if you set the thing in place from the beginning. So it's gotta be a lot of communication. Uh, it can't be circumstances and situations where you don't talk, where you're not talking about what's happening. Now, where this gets complex or where this gets really hard is when the spouse or the ex-spouse or the person that's dating, they're no longer friends. And even though they're not friends, they still have to have this exchange system occur where kids are concerned. And that's a real awkward place to be in. I was really, really happy when I was getting ready to marry my husband to know that he and Jermaine Jr.'s mom had a really, 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 a really good relationship, right? Like they had a really good relationship. It made facilitating our relationship a whole lot easier. It made it um, less complex. And I'm not saying we didn't have to work through some things. We did. We definitely had some things to work through. I remember my uh, one time later, <laughs> my baby, my bonus, I don't even call him my stepson, he's my son. He told me that somebody had told him that if I cooked for him, I was going to try to kill him. And so for a long time, he would be at the house and I can really cook and he could see all of this good food and he wasn't eating the food. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until later that he told me a family member had just said, like had just said to him, you might, you might not want to eat what she's cooking because she's possibly going to kill you. And so, so we had to adjust and he would just be hungry for a long time and I'd have all this food in the kitchen. And then finally, I guess he realized that I wasn't going to kill him and that his dad wasn't going to let me kill him. So he began to eat my food in the kitchen. But that comes to another place. Um, how much your extended family is involved in this blended relationship makes a huge difference, makes a huge difference. If they're not paying bills, this is just my thought process. If they're not paying bills, if they're not involved, then you got to keep those outside forces from having a say in what should happen. It wasn't your family, child. It wasn't your family. It wasn't your family. You got to keep those outside forces from being involved with stay, stay from what happened. You also need a chance to get acclimated to each other. And so that's why some introduction needs to occur before you guys just go off and get married. There needs to be a conversation had. Um, you gotta look and evaluate. And then there's gotta be some real honesty about exes, about how the relationship ended, about what kind of damage was done there. Because when we know what kind of damage was done there, how the relationships ended, then we'll see something. If you're just tuning in, this is Real Talk with LMJ. Uh, my podcast on Anchor, FM just being LMJ. Today's topic dating and blended families. The question just was posed how soon do you introduce your kids to someone after the divorce or even if you're a single person? And I just can't give you a time limit or a month to it, but I can definitely say to you without a doubt if I'm going to introduce them, I'm going to introduce them to them when we cool, when we friends. And I'm just going to say, hey, this is a friend of mine. Um, I want you to meet the friend and then kind of take some moments so an exchange can come because you don't even know if they're going to mesh well with their, your kids and you want to know if they're going to be able to mesh well 
with your kids. You may, your kids may not even like this individual or like this person. This person may not like your kids. And just because someone tells you they love you doesn't mean that you like their kids. Oh, okay. So that's, that was the next question. Somebody else just sent me a question to said, how often do you bring them around while you're dating? I don't know. For me, I've just started dating again. So, um, it depends on the energy and where you feel like this thing is really going between you. If you guys have kind of got some real serious interest and you're already deciding that this is probably going to go somewhere or this has the potential to go somewhere, then there has to be some connection and some moments made so that you can start bridging these gaps and making relationships and creating relationships. Um, if you look at, I mean, if you, it's, it's tough work to be a blended family or to be involved in a blended family. It takes a lot of submission. It takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of getting outside yourself. It takes a lot to say that you're going to love someone. Uh, one of the things that I always ask people is, can you see yourself raising someone else's kids? Um, I don't have a, um, I have a baby. I don't have a baby. Oh, that's good, Ruby. That's good. 24 years in a blended marriage. Like, what are some of the things that y'all did that made it? That's good. Um, I don't have a baby daddy. Uh, my older kids are older, so they're pretty much grown on, on their own. So for me, it doesn't really matter. Now, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what they think. It matters what they think, but they're not in the household. The two that I have in the household are 14 and eight. It makes the difference. And so one of the questions I just randomly ask people in the process is, uh, what kind of things, like, are you, are you, could you, do you see yourself ever, um, raising someone else's kids? Cause my kids won't be able to go anywhere on the weekend. My kids won't be able to go anywhere in the weekend. My kids will be our kids. And so that has to be some clarity. And if I'm talking to somebody that's not even interested in raising someone else's kids, then I put a skirt on it so that it doesn't even go any further. And that helps me tremendously and just weeding out from getting in our feelings are getting way too connected when it's not necessarily a situation that I need to connect to. I just got another question in and the next question that I got in is when do you allow the person to meet you? This one bit outside of me because I've not been divorced yet. I'm a widow, so you can't meet Jermaine. He's in heaven. But for those people that are, just based on some of the information I found was when it starts getting serious. When it starts getting serious, the person needs to meet your ex. And I guess my question for me would be, what if the person's ex is crap? <laughs> Like, what if the person's ex is crap? What if they're just crap? What if they're such a hater? What if they're not the right person? What is it meeting this person going to be like? But at the same time, you got to meet this person and get acclimated to this person, especially if this is serious because you're getting ready to co-parent, right? I don't know that during the dating process, your ex needs to have as much um, involvement. I don't think they need to hit the scene until you come to a conclusion that this is a person that I want to be with, that this is a person that I definitely want to be with. So for me, they don't meet your ex until, they don't meet your ex until it's gotten really serious, until we've gotten into a serious situation. Because a lot of times when we come into a blended family situation, 
we, the, the man and the woman are just having the time to bond and get together. What Dem, Dem says, then they don't meet. Yeah, that, yeah, well, then how do you have a continuous relationship with somebody you're about to marry? What are you gonna do? Like they don't ever have interaction. Oh, they don't meet formally. So they don't ever have formal interaction. And for me, that's hard. Like I wanna know your ex. Cause what if a situation happens and I have y'all kids and something goes wrong and I can't get you and I need to get your ex. So for me, it's just like, I wanna meet formally. I wanna get to know. And I guess, cause I had such a good relationship with Shonda cause we were so close. Cause we were so dope. Uh, I'm like open, I'm, I'm, I get along with everybody. So if somebody doesn't get along with me, it's just because they have made a decision to be, get along with me. Based on stuff I've been studying, you have to be civil, right? A regular basis versus ignoring. Kids pick up on your energy. So kids know whether or not this person is for you, you're for this person or not. Um, what happens if the kid, something goes wrong and the kid has to come and live with you? Like, those are the things that have to be talked about. So at some point, they got to be able to meet this ex and how, how does that happen? And then in this, keeping the relationship respectful, all relationships should be respectful, not just, and that was the next question I got, how do you teach respect when you have a co-parent or a parent or an ex who is so disrespectful and so mad? And I don't know that you can teach, maybe you need some counseling after divorce. Maybe there needs to be some counseling after divorce, I don't know. I don't know, I'm too old to argue with somebody. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest, for a while after, at first when I uh, got widowed, I was like, man, if I get married again, let's get, let me just have somebody single and I'll have them a baby. <laughs> like, let me just get somebody with no kids and I'll have them a baby. They can have a baby, I can still have kids, so I'll have them a baby. But now my heart is so big about love and I love big families and I love extended families that I'm just kind of like, okay, uh, I'm ready for a blended family. I, I wanna be able to, to love on somebody else's uh, kids. Miss Ruby, what did Miss Ruby say? Miss Ruby said one thing they had in common is that they both served God and they listened to each other when they needed to voice their concerns. That's big, but what happens when you don't have people who are just at that place or you have a cantankerous ex, what kind of things in place? Um, Nay says, it's a blessing to be open. You have to keep a great vibe now. It's always good. Yeah, I, you, you gotta respect another person's aspects or how they see. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing also is that you gotta have compassion for another person's development. When you come into the relationship, someone else may not be where you are. And so at very lot various lifestyles, very religious, very different religious levels. I ain't saying y'all all need, if you're a Christian, everybody should be believing God, but very different religious levels. Uh, people may be in different stages in accepting the family. What happens when the kids didn't really want the parents to get a divorce when they didn't want them to get a divorce or not. Dem says the relationship is 
not with the kids, not necessarily with the ex. That's a conversation that you have to have. And that's big. So how do you have the conversation, the relationship with these kids? But how do you have the conversation when there's an ex involved? And how do you have the conversation? And I'm not saying eliminate the ex, but what agreements do you and your about to be spouse have? Because these conversations also need to be had before marriage and not after marriage. These conversations also need to have, be had before marriage and not after marriage. These conversations need to be had. It needs to be some meeting at the table. Um, I, one of the things that we did was we sat at the table and talked about discipline, like who spanks the kids or how are they gonna spank? I don't know that I ever spanked Jermaine Jr. Maybe one time and they had went way too far and everybody laughed at my spankings anyway because they said my spankings were really ridiculous that they weren't serious spankings. And so I think one time I spanked Jermaine Jr. But I also remember all four of us, because Shonda is, my baby mama is remarried. Shonda is married. And I think all four of us came to the, to the table and we sat down and we talked about it. Like we had a real talk conversation about what was going to happen next. We had a real talk conversation hey hey we had a real talk conversation about this is how discipline is gonna go i was more comfortable with jermaine just disciplining everybody because i didn't want to discipline anyway like i didn't want to discipline anybody anyway i i don't like to be the disciplinarian i want to be the nurturer i want to be loved i'm like that cool mom that you would come home and we've had a balloon fight water balloon fight pillow fight uh soap is everywhere we've been sliding down the hallway i'm that mom i'm just gonna be honest i play too much i would be the person that dad would come home and we would all be sitting on the couch and he would be saying who did this and all the kids would look down the couch and point and be like mama <laughs> mama started this i would dye the pool colors and we would rock out i know how to be serious and i'm pretty focused but i like to have so much fun and I think I get to be compassionate and I get to be the mom and I get to be the one that brings this in like this. So definitely for sure, I think those things need to be happening because we got to deal with discipline. And then in this blended fa family situation for me, how do you deal with older kids? Like how much conversation needs to be happening with an older kid? And it's funny because my sons who think they're my parents, we were talking about dating the other day and they were just like, well, like how much dating are you doing? Like, you know, how much conversation? Like we ain't raising no thoughts. That's what they said to me. Like we ain't raising no thoughts. So how much dating are you talking about doing? Cause we like, like they're raising me, like we raising you to be respectful. So how much dating are you doing? So definitely in this blended family conversation, I already have grandkids, definitely in this blended family conversation, having full conversations, leaving room for growth, um, having compassion for everyone's development. I think those things are significant. Yes, having communications with your older kids, but for me, it, your older kids really don't matter. I mean, I'm just being real, unless they're in the house. And then by the time that you get married, they need to be gone anyway. Grown folks need to be go, go be grown folks. They need to go and be grown folks. And so we have to think about that in the circumstance of the situation, walking. If you're just tuning in to Real Talk LMJ, we're almost 
out of time. Jim says, this was a talk I had separately with the kids, then together with the mister, and then in conversation. Yeah, you gauge emotions. You definitely have to gauge them. You're right. Jim said you have to gauge emotions. You definitely have to be in a position in which you're gauging emotions so that you can figure out the maturity level of the person that you're dealing with. But also being, I'm laid, I'm pretty laid back too. Like I fight for what I believe in, what I love, but I'm pretty laid back. Like I'm pretty, pretty, pretty laid back. And in my process of being pretty laid back, what I found myself is it makes it probably easier to get along with me because I don't like a lot of drama. I ain't trying to assert myself in places I don't necessarily have to assert myself. I'm not trying to even be that parent where I'm trying to take over as mom. I just want to successfully help everybody co-parent um, and be involved. But I'm just saying I want to help everybody successfully co-parent and be involved and be in a situation where we all win, win, where we all win, win. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for the first edition, right? The first edition of Real Talk with LMJ every Wednesday at 12 noon. You can catch the backup to this on anchor.fm, just being LMJ. I am podcasting now. Uh, we making some changes at LMJ Ministries. We just making some changes all together. Please feel free to share this. Uh, go subscribe, go get the app. Um, coming real soon. And when I tell you real soon, we're already available on Google. LMJ Ministries has a Google app. This is Real Talk with LJ. Thank, thanks, Ms. Ruby. Thank you so much, so much, so much. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support. Find out more about who I am about this podcast. Go to LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can catch me on YouTube, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. You can find me anywhere on social media at just being LMJ. I'll see you back next Wednesday. Peace.